As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I'm not sure who's had more jobs, Seton or Pauly, or who's had more interesting jobs, Ooh. Seton or Pauly. But, like, Seton worked at the airport. Yeah. He was a postman. Yep. Okay, those yeah. aren't exciting. Delivered flowers. Yeah. I was a security guard. I worked at a pharmacy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah, but Pauly was a bouncer. Yeah. DJ at a country western nightclub. And you sold beer at Scottsdale Stadium. Gosh, is that not the dream? I know. Miller Lite. I could use one right now. Times change, but you can always enjoy the great taste of Miller Lite. Tastes like Miller time. Miller Lite. Get it delivered to your door. Visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick. Or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories, 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. We made it to a Friday. It's a meat Friday. We got brisket on the smoker and brisket sliders a little bit later on. Come on in. Stay a while. Gang's all here ready to go. Adam Sandler will join us coming up. Final hour. He's got a new movie coming out next Wednesday. Hubie Halloween. Just in time for Halloween. And uh, Sandman will join us. I have a small role in that movie. I play the principal and nearly steal the movie. That's just my interpretation of it. But uh, I'll let Sandler tell you. Also, Sandler has a big surprise for one of the Danettes as well. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show, And uh, we'll have a poll question, play of the day, stat of the day, all of that coming up. Tanking is not easy in the NFL. The front office can make moves to weaken the roster. We've seen that before. But the guys on the field are going to play, and they're going to play hard. As bad as the Jets are, there's still effort out there. And the loss to the Broncos on Thursday night drops them to 0-4. So congratulations, you're officially in the mix for the number one overall pick. And maybe that's a silver lining for what is going to be, already started out to be a brutal season here. But, you know... There's another team that's probably equally as bad. They share the stadium with the Giants. 
even if you do get the top pick, that doesn't guarantee success. Remember in 2018, the Jets traded up for Sam Darnold. They thought they had found their quarterback. This year, the big prize, of course, is Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson. He seems great, but you never know, especially with the Jets. Tank or no tank, they're going to be in the mix for the top pick. Just don't think that there's any shortcuts to turning around this franchise anytime soon. And I'm watching last night, and I started to wonder, here you have Brett Rippon making his first start on the road in a short week, and you give up 37 points to the Broncos. That's bad. Once again, it's a rookie quarterback. He's never played. He wasn't drafted. He's on the road, his first start, a short work week, and the Jets allow 37 points. That's not easy to do. But Adam Gase is still employed as the head coach, and he was asked about what what would he say to his critics. What would you say to fans who don't want to see you be the coach of this team past tonight? I know we're working to get this thing right. I mean, I'm not happy about this. I mean, I know we can play way better than this. I know we can not beat ourselves and do the things we're doing. And remember when I was talking about the scenario I thought would play out this year with the Jets is after a couple of weeks, Adam Gase would get fired. Then Greg Williams, the defensive coordinator, takes over the rest of the year on an interim basis. I don't know if Greg Williams would distinguish himself this season to get that opportunity. Once again, you head up a defense. They gave up 37 points to a rookie quarterback, undrafted, on the road, short work week. That's why they're not going to fire Adam Gase. Here is Adam Gase about his defense. We had multiple chances to get off the field. We we hurt ourselves. I mean, the penalties were just they're they're brutal. I mean, it's just made him punt one time. We just we couldn't we couldn't do the right stuff. I mean, when we did hit him, we were hitting him late too late, and we're getting personal fouls and just ridiculous. Yeah, there was some cheap shots there last night, certainly at the very end on Rippon, and uh, I'm sure the NFL will take a closer look at that. And as a result, the Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio, was asked why he didn't shake hands at the end of the game with Adam Gase. This is what the Broncos coach had to say. I just wanted to avoid any confrontation at the end of the game and having it get ugly there. So I tried to get our guys to leave quickly just to avoid anything happening there. I thought it was the prudent thing to do. Now, that's being an adult because I think Vic Fangio was saying, I didn't trust myself if I went out there and confronted Adam Gase after that game last night. But the Broncos pick up a win, and the Jets fall to 0-4. If you'd like to get in touch with the program, you can a variety of ways. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at show. Todd, I know you're dying to talk about the Broncos, so go ahead. You got all dressed up. You got your Broncos <laughs> gear on. Go ahead. It was a nice win, and uh, all right. I Thank thought you, it was Todd. an exciting. Oh, you got other things to say? I thought both teams fought hard. I know it was sloppy at times, and there was pick sixes and interceptions, and it got sloppy and ugly at the end with the hits on Rippon, but uh, I thought both teams, for two 0-3 teams on a Thursday night, I thought there was some uh, entertaining moments there. If the Broncos would have lost, I would have said the game sucked. Yes, McLovin. Shouldn't he be upset that they won when you look at it big picture? Well, are they going to be as bad as the Jets? So if you do lose, are you going to lose enough? And 
I mean, I think they think a lot of Drew Locke here. Not that if they're on the clock and Trevor Lawrence is there that they wouldn't strongly consider taking Trevor Lawrence. I just don't think the Broncos are going to be as bad as the Jets because the Jets are bad. You know, you did have one moment there with Sam Darnold. That's as good a run as you're going to see a quarterback make. That was a spectacular run. But I think the big surprise was about 15 yards into it, I thought Sam Darnold was going to slide, and I think all the defenders came up as if, okay, we can't hit him. And then, you know, they had a casual approach to him, and then he just kept going. He's a great athlete, but that, I think, was embarrassing on the Broncos' part. They, they weren't going to touch him, and then they were sort of going to touch him, and then he's going to slide, and then he's not sliding. It's like, wait a minute here. And then 46 yards later, and that was the highlight. That was it for the Jets. And then you had him get hurt. Uh, they had the uh, first-round pick, Mackay Becton. He's already got an injured shoulder. He dresses for the game in an emergency situation. He's holding his shoulder on the bench, and he's dressed. And I'm going, if this guy is your left tackle for the next decade, get him out of his damn uniform. Why are you... Joe Thomas from the NFL Network was live tweeting a former offensive tackle. He's like, this is really dangerous. A shoulder yes. issue is no joke. You know, put someone else in. This guy's too valuable in this meaningless season to put out there for a couple plays. You're not winning anything. You want him to play? You want him to play when he's healthy. Yes, McLaughlin. You know who loved all of this? Clemson fans. As we mentioned yesterday, the Jets get number one. Trevor's back. He's going to stay in college, maybe. Yeah. If I'm Trevor, <laughs> I, I wonder what Trevor Lawrence thinks when he watches bad football. Because in his mind, he's probably thinking, well, let me see, what's the roster look like? Uh, what's it look like in Detroit, uh, Washington, the Jets, the Giants, Jacksonville? Or does he just say, I can't watch? Yes, Tom. Would you really stay in college because you're concerned about the uh, the team that's going to pick you first? Who knows what's going to happen the following year anyway? You could have a team just as bad, if not worse. Ultimately, you're going to go to a, a bad team because that's the whole idea about how you got the first pick in the first place. Well, I would pull an Eli Manning or John Elway. I mean, that's how you got John Elway. It is. He even threatened to play for the Yankees. Forget about the, <laughs> forget about the Colts. Trevor's going to threaten to play uh, baseball. <laughs> Uh, this program brought to you by Traeger. We got the uh, Traeger grills fired up here today with the brisket. Brisket, by the way, was uh, cooking for 14 hours on the Traeger. And you know the beauty of that? You don't have to sit there and monitor. Uh, you can just put it on the Wi-Fi technology, and you can monitor what the grill is doing. And it's on your phone. It's uh, very convenient. TraegerGrills.com slash DP show. What's the poll question you're going with today, McClellan? Okay, Paulie threw out a question. That I don't know if there's a right answer. <laughs> Which of these franchises wins the Super Bowl within the next decade? It's actually, it's like the betting against it. Oh, which, sorry, it doesn't win. Doesn't Which win. franchise would you bet a week's pay does not win a title in the next 10 years? Or you could also ask which is most likely out of this group to break out. Because I, honestly, I don't know who is, has a shot. I skew negative. Yes. At least in the first hour, we skew negative. Jets, Jags, Bengals, Washington, Lions. Are we are we leaving out the Giants for a reason? Yeah, Paul. I left out the Giants because historically the Giants are a quality franchise, and they're usually a competitive franchise. Mm. Historically, they compete. The last three years, they've been the worst team in football. Terrible. But his, you know, the past 
40, they're pretty... And as long as Dave Gettleman is there, mm. I don't see them getting out of this hole. So they're in the poll. Yeah, if you want to put them on there, I, I would probably say the Jets. It just feels systemic. That no matter who you bring in, like you're bringing in an offensive-minded head coach in Adam Gase who worked with Peyton Manning. So his credentials are, I'm a great offensive mind. They average less than 20 points a game. That's hard to do in the NFL. There's no offensive genius there. I mean, he might be offensive-minded, but it doesn't translate onto the field there. Yeah, McLevin. But you have serious ownership problems with the Lions, the Washington football team, and the Bengals. They're never going to win. They're not even if they get them on pick. The Bengals aren't going to spend. Washington's dysfunctional. Detroit has never come close. So I think it's the Jets have a better chance than all of those teams. Well, they might spend the money because yeah. they're in the New York area, metropolitan area. Uh, Washington. How long does Daniel Snyder keep this job? By the way, the Knicks spend money, and they're in New York. And that hasn't helped them. But they have that same organizational thing. You know, you can't have a completely dysfunctional person at the top of the org chart. And Yeah, but win. I don't know if the Johnson family, like Woody is over in Europe, isn't he? Doesn't, didn't he get a job with uh, President Trump? To, yeah, he's ambassador of Great Britain. Yeah. So that's the owner who's over in Great Britain here. Uh, the Lions, yeah. Like, you know, I, I, there's no wrong answer here or right answer here. However, we want to phrase it. Yes, Paulie. That ambassador gig, that's got to be the cushiest job on earth. Like if you get ambassadors to like Jamaica, mm. I don't know if there is one, but mm. that seems like you got to go to a lot of dinners. Like like Italy would be yes. ambassador to Italy. You get a nice quarters. And nice I house. live Lake Cuomo right next to George Clooney. It's not the worst. No. You probably get a free car and someone to take care of you. Yeah. A, a lot chauffeur. of carbs over there, though. Like you'd put on weight. Yeah. So what? An ambassador. You're not. You're not yeah. a javelin thrower. <laughs> All right. What are the other? Points? Okay. Uh, which is the upset that would be the most fun for us to talk about on Monday morning? Okay. The Patriots beat the Chiefs. They're seven point dogs. Cam beats Mahomes. Right. The Heat win one of the two games against oh, the Lakers. Gosh. You got game two coming up tonight. You got Goran Dragic and Bam Adebayo, who I believe are doubtful for this game. Boy, the NBA desperately needs the Heat to win a game. And and it, and it has to be tonight because if you don't win on Sunday night, then nobody's going to care after that. The ratings are already low, historically low after game one, and now you have game two. Game three is on Sunday night opposite the football. So it's, it's almost as if, hey, boy, wasn't the regular season and uh, the playoffs in the bubble great until we got to the NBA Finals? Because this... This is going to go south in a hurry here. Yeah, Wait, a couple other ones too. Right. What if Texas A and M beat Alabama? That would be that'd be a big deal. Yeah, I guess. And then I have one baseball. What if the Marlins oust the Cubs just because the Marlins were the most written off team in the in the entire league? Does, now, Don, does Don Mattingly win Manager of the Year? But does he lose votes because his players tested positive and they went out on the town or whatever it is? I don't know if he gets penalized for that, but uh, there's going to be an upset this weekend in the NFL. Let me throw out one. You ready for this? I'm going to let you guess first. Guess Dan's upset. 
Brought to you by <laughs> Pepto Bismol. You got an upset. So- <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, yes McLovin. I got a couple. Okay. You only get one pick. Oh. Todd, you got one? I'm going to say that the Las Vegas Raiders are going to beat the Bills. Are they uh, underdogs? I'm assuming they're underdogs at home to Buffalo. That's uh, a very slight underdog. I'm going to Las guess Vegas. Yes. And I don't, yeah, I don't know if it's LAZ. Las Vegas. Las Vegas and Las? NASGAR. Vegas? <laughs> yes, McLovin. I'm going to go with the Dolphins at home beat the Seahawks. Seton O'Connor. Is it a football upset? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Paulie, you got one? Lions over Saints. Not a big upset. Okay. Falcons over Packers. The Falcons over the Packers? No. Dolphins <laughs> over Seattle. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Nailed it. Yes, Paulie. You want, you want to make it interesting? It's six and a half points. <laughs> no, no, I'm not gambling on it. Oh. I'm just saying I think that that's the one game where if the Dolphins win, I'm not going to be surprised. What Is if it, we just started doing it? What if we just started, like, pretend gambling and just, just no. see how you did? <laughs> I, I don't like that. But it's just, just, just for, for fun. No, no, no. Then my pride will say, you know, I, I want to prove that I can do this. And it's, it's, it's a horrible gateway drug for me. <laughs> It is. No, you're not doing we, anything. We unknowingly keep track of your picks no. throughout the year and tell you in, in February. Then I'm not going to tell you anything. <laughs> okay, how about this? If we won't say anything to you, but if the bet comes in, like we'll just bring breakfast on Monday. I'm like, oh, hey, look, there's bagels out there. That's nice. If you only do things when I win and you don't tell me that you lost money or we lost money. Right. Right. That's the only way that you're going to know is that there's not like breakfast burritos that next morning. I have an idea, and I was going to do it this year. And that was I was going to put some money up, and I was going to let the backroom guys bet with my money. Oh, bet Dan's money? Yes. Yes. And I, you know, so Dylan, who runs graphics, who used to get breakfast, he bets on everything. Yeah. I was thinking of my friend in New Jersey, Bad Larry, who bets on everything. And then Shay and Irving, I was thinking, so I was going to have these guys bet my money each week. What could go wrong? Who do you think is going to blow more of it? (laughs) Well, Shay could blow it on (laughs) as I have a snot bubble. Shay would blow it on other things. Yeah. (laughs) So, hey, hey, I won you a dime. Went out, spent it on, I blew it on, uh, I went to Vegas. You do the impersonation yeah, better. Extracurriculars. Yes. Yes, Paul. Dan, I, I, advisor to you is not exactly my job, but protector sometimes I think. To put your livelihood in the hand, hands of those, that triumvirate is dangerous. You don't get the name Bad Larry because you're a great gambler. Paulie, it's about content. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, Todd. I want to know why you'd be, uh, you wouldn't be surprised if Miami beat Seattle. I was hoping you were going to elaborate on why you, would, you could see the Dolphins beating the Seahawks. It's the same way I did with Detroit and Arizona. I didn't have to explain it because it's not explainable. But what's making you envision that Russell Wilson would go into Miami and lose to them? I have no idea, Todd. It's just these things come to, into my mind, right? It just comes into my head. That'd be a great call by you if it happened. It's like 13 years ago, leaving ESPN to start this. Should I have done it? No, I was told not to. 
And I still think I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> wow. That's still That's a <laughs> Happy anniversary, by the way. Happy anniversary. 13 years ago, we're in my attic doing this show. And you know what? I don't think I've ever been happier. I, I think that it was, it was fun. We did it for the right reasons. I didn't know who was listening. And uh, here we are 13 years later. So 13 years ago, yesterday was our first show in my attic. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, 
features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, Paulie is all on, he's all over that Padres bandwagon. That was, that was a great game. Padres are fun. Slam Diego, that's fun. Tatis, you know, here we go again with, oh, he had a bat flip. Man, like, can we just have fun? Like, how about we let a new generation in, okay? Because the generation that's holding on for dear life is over 50 years of age with baseball. How about we get something that's interesting? A younger generation tunes in. You might go, boy, well, if they're tuning in for a bat flip, then yeah, they might be tuning in for bat flips there. I, the game has lost its personality. Let's let the personality come through. Be demonstrative. Have fun with it. As long as you're not putting somebody's eye out when you flip, flip your bat, I'm okay with it. I, I don't love it, but I get it. It's like when you see your team change colors, the uniform colors, and you're going, oh, can you believe? They're not, they're not doing that for you. They're doing that for a younger generation to go, oh, those are cool. And that's what happens. Padres, have fun. While you can, have fun. No issue with it whatsoever. Dodgers cruising there. Uh, you know, the Astros and the A's is going to be flammable. Because there's some bad blood there between those two teams. But, yeah, it's been good. You know, I've watched it. I think the fact that it's, you know, best of three, that's where you go, oh, wait a minute. The White Sox season is over? Yeah, it's best of three. Oh, my gosh. Imagine if the Marlins beat the Cubs. Cubs season's over. Yes, Paul? Kershaw had a great night. Kershaw gave up three hits, eight innings, one walk, 13 strikeouts for the guy who needs postseason success. But if he pitches like this, then they're going to win the World Series, in my opinion. They, they have the best roster, and it, you, if he's great in the postseason, not good, but great, then they're going to win the World Series. Uh, you know, Tampa and the Yankees is going to be spicy as well. So, you know, there's some good matchups here. And I still believe if you're a Dodger fan, and I said you could pick your opponent for the World Series, do you want the Yankees or do you want the Astros? I want the Astros. Baseball executives, TBS, they're going to go, or Fox, they're going to go, we want the Yankees. We want that market in there. I would love to see the Astros play the Dodgers. Yes, McLovin. I think you guys are underestimating how big the Yankees are nationally. Like, no, no, I understand yeah. it. I'm saying me. Yeah. As a baseball fan, I, that's what I want to see. The, the Yankees are fun. They hit a lot of home runs, and they got Garrett Cole. Okay. The Astros, there is history there. There's bad blood there. We're curious to see just how good the Astros are this year if they're not cheating. That's a better storyline. Yeah, McLovin. But I don't want to watch Astros A's for some reason. I agree with you. I want to watch Astros Dodgers, but Astros A's isn't quite. No, it's not. No. Is Mike Fires, the uh, whistleblower on the Astros, still on the A's roster? Because that would be interesting if he's pitching in any of these games against his former teammates. Yeah, McLovin. I have him as, yes, uh, still on the A's. Okay. We'll, we'll double check that. Yeah. 
All right. I'm interested in that. But uh, the Braves, they advance uh, the A's and Dodgers yesterday, two games today. Kyrie Irving, the gift that keeps on giving. He uh, was on a podcast with Kevin Durant, the et cetera's, the ETCS's, et cetera's, I believe. Uh, and uh, Kyrie was talking about this is the first time that uh, he's able to play with somebody who's a clutch player, uh, you know, at the end of a game, uh, shooting-wise. Here is uh, Kyrie Irving. Ten seconds left, one-point game. Who's shooting? You, you were Kyrie, KD? Depends on who's hot. I don't see it as, that, as anything other than that. Like, one-three pick and roll or it's an ISO for either one of us or it's something great for our, our team. I'm, one thing I'm, I've always been comfortable with is, you know, I felt like I was the best option on every team I play for, you know, down the stretch. This is the first time in my career where I could look down and be like, that can make that shot too. <laughs> okay. Now, Kyrie did come out and say, he later came out and uh, had a post where he said, you know, your media hating on us, you know, why is it always going to be brother versus brother here? You know, I didn't, I didn't call out LeBron's name. But by saying KD is the one, the, the first time you got a guy who can hit a shot like that, you are calling out LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you left him out. It, it's a you know an omission by perp, you know, on purpose here. And then you're going to say that about Kevin Durant. I think if you look at LeBron's track record of hitting clutch shots in the playoffs, fourth quarter, final two minutes, overtime, he's one of the great clutch shooters in the history of the NBA. Kyrie has made two clutch shots in his career in the playoffs. One is arguably the greatest shot in NBA history. It won a title. And then he had one other shot. And that is it. So LeBron, we should look at look at LeBron's numbers. In fact, Paulie, hold on for a second. I got some numbers here. So you guys talk amongst yourselves, and well, let me go get my phone. I, I was thinking the irony of Kyrie Irving saying this, if he was saying about LeBron, while he's sitting in a room with a bunch of microphones and LeBron's three games away from the another ring. The irony of that's funny. All right, so I got my phone here. I got some numbers here. Taking the lead in the final two minutes of a fourth quarter or overtime game, LeBron James has gone 30 for 66. Kyrie, 2 for 7. LeBron is shooting 45.5% on these shots. Final two minutes of fourth quarter or overtime playoff game. Kyrie is shooting 28.6%. Kyrie has made one three-pointer in, in this scenario. That, of course, won the championship against Golden State. LeBron has hit 9 of 19 from three-point range. So LeBron, crunch time, game on the line, is shooting 47% from three-point range. Kyrie is shooting 33%. Well, I'm glad that Kyrie's got that clutch guy now in Kevin Durant. And look, you can love Kevin Durant. He's your buddy. You got a problem with LeBron. Um, you know, it's all said and done. Kyrie doesn't have anything. I mean, he's got the one shot to show for it. That's it. Like, and I don't know if it dawned on Kyrie. You're doing a podcast. LeBron's playing in the NBA Finals right now. I don't know if this is the time where you poke the bear, but uh, Kyrie, you know, he, like, he baffles me sometimes. 
I, he's unbelievably talented. We can all agree. But I don't know if he makes his team better. Uh, he didn't do anything before LeBron. He hasn't done anything after LeBron. With LeBron, he was great. He also uh, doesn't see Steve Nash as uh, his head coach. Here's Kyrie Irving. We don't need somebody to come in and put their coaching philosophy on everything that we're doing and change up the wheel and, yo, you guys need to start doing this. And we start running on the first day of practice. It's just like, no, <laughs> I don't really see us having a head coach. You know what I mean? Like, I, KD could be a head coach. I could be a head coach. Jacques Vaughn could do it one day. It could, it could be – It can be. it's a collaborative effort, I think, on our part. Yeah, what could go wrong? That was KD <laughs> at the very end of it. Yeah, everybody's a head coach. You're a head coach, and you're a head coach, and you're a head coach. Karis Liver, you're a head coach. Now, it could go right if Steve Nash plays this, you know, the right way. I mean, it, it he's got to tiptoe here a little bit. Now, these guys are responsible for you being hired. They signed off on this. That's why Steve got the job. That's one of those where you can kind of turn it back on him. Like, you're here because we brought you in here. You know, we, we got uh, our own... You know, thoughts here on how we're going to make this team great. You know, Kyrie went into Boston and it didn't go well. Now he's got his running buddy with KD and, and that'll help. But if it was just Kyrie in Brooklyn, this would not go well. And Steve Nash, probably he's going to get blamed. He's not going to get credit in this situation like this. But KD is, uh, and, and Kyrie Irving, those are, you know, assistant head coaches here, I guess. Yes, uh, Seton? But if this doesn't work out in Brooklyn, nobody's going to be like, well, Steve Nash, shouldn't have hired him. <laughs> I mean, like, that's, that's never going to happen. And be like, well, what did you expect Steve Nash to do with these two guys? How is, he can't get them in control. How is he supposed to do anything? He, he's fine. Steve Nash is going to come away with this. Perfect. Yes, Todd. So if Nash is drawing up a play and it's a close game late, you're trying to tell me that Kyrie or Durant have the power to or would be comfortable to grab the clipboard <laughs> from him and erase what, he, what Nash just put down and draw up something else? Yeah. Yeah, sure, why not? Are we suggesting that players aren't doing that now? Like LeBron is like, okay, Frank, tell us what to do here. I'm not sure. Like, of course, that's what they're all doing. It'd be great if you saw Kyrie and he had his own uh, chalkboard there. Like, he went into the huddle and he goes, all right, I, look, Gather around here. This is what we're going to do. Yeah, Paulie. Is Fritzy saying they should have some type of suggestion box before the <laughs> last time out? They each put their play in and then open it up. Which one has but the But imagine if they turned all the chairs around and, and their backs are now facing Steve Nash and they're just looking at Durant and or Kyrie. Okay, you guys tell us what to do. Oh, boy. Yeah, so, um, you know, and Kyrie always blames the media. Remember, remember when KD and Kyrie got together at the All-Star game and they were in the tunnel? And, and we thought out loud... Were they talking about maybe playing together? KD was going to leave Golden State, or at least that was the impression. Were they talking about it? Kyrie came out and blamed the media. Like, can't two guys just get together and talk? And then during the podcast, KD said, hey, you remember when we got together in the tunnel at the All-Star game and we talked about where we were going to play together? <sighs> now Kyrie's blaming the media, you know, that we're somehow reading into this that he's calling out LeBron. If I say... Michael Jordan's the greatest player of all time. You know who I'm saying isn't the greatest player of all time? Kobe, Larry, Kareem, LeBron. So when he says, hey, I finally got a guy who can, uh, I, I feel confident, who can hit a shot at the end of the game. I didn't call out LeBron. 
No. Yeah, you did. Because by saying KD is the guy I trust now, you just said, I didn't trust LeBron or Kevin Love or Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, whoever else you played with. If I say Keith Oberman's the best anchor I ever worked with at SportsCenter, it, it, now I'm saying that Stuart Scott wasn't, or Rich Eisen wasn't, or Craig Kilborn wasn't, or Chris Berman. And then if I say, you know what, nobody really stands out, then that's a slight to Oberman. So, I mean, Kyrie's got to understand how this works. If you give us something, then we're, we're going to run with it a little bit. Because you're talking about LeBron right now as not being a clutch player, and Kyrie's got one moment in his career, and it's a moment that he'll, you know, he can hang his hat on and go to the Hall of Fame. But to say that LeBron wasn't clutch when the numbers prove otherwise, that just feels like you're hating on LeBron. Uh, Joseph in Florida. Hi, Joe. What do you have for me today? Happy Friday, guys. I well, Thank you for letting me call in real quick. Um I just wanted to, to address maybe there's a slight undercurrent because, as we know, just a couple of weeks ago, LeBron made that statement about uh, the best player he's ever played with is AD. And maybe Kyrie took offense to that. I don't know, just throwing that out there. But I do want to say that the best Kevin Harlan that I've ever heard happened on your show. Thanks a lot. Have a good week. <laughs> thank you, Joseph. Yeah, Todd does this. You're you're better during the week doing a Kevin Harlan impersonation than Harlan is. But on Sunday, Kevin is better. Kevin than destroys me. I yeah. would hope. Yeah, but Anthony Davis is a better basketball player than Kyrie Irving. Now, is LeBron saying that Kyrie's not as good as Anthony Davis? Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if somebody said, "Are you saying that Anthony Davis is better than Kyrie Irving?" That's what I would I would ask LeBron, and he would be right to say that Anthony Davis is a better player than Kyrie Irving. Yes, yes, Eden. What's funny is that earlier in the in the podcast, and I don't remember if it was the first episode or the second, they talk about how, why is it when you mention one person, you somehow slight every single other person? It's like, no, I'm just talking about this one guy. Yeah. Can't we just keep it focused on one person without it being commentary on everybody else? Which... Uh, that's, I guess not. That's his way. What do you think that he is slighting LeBron James by saying KD finally has a guy that he can trust in the clutch? I think that, I think that what he's saying is that he always felt like he was the best option, and now he's more comfortable sharing that option. That's. I don't think that he said LeBron James is not clutch. Well, he he's not as clutch as KD, right? And the numbers show otherwise, and. And I, you know, granted, you know, if, if he's still playing with LeBron and he had played with Kevin Durant, then he might say, hey, I got a guy that, you know, I can go to now in the clutch. I mean, it's just so, a weird thing that now he's got a guy he can trust. That, that's the weird part of what he said. Now I got a guy I can trust. So he, he couldn't trust LeBron. That, that to me is he's singling him out. There's one thing that's really clear about the two episodes is that Kyrie is an individual. He is unique for sure. And he does not care about any. He's like, you know, he'll make a comment about like, why does it have to be twisted like this or whatever? But he does not care about um, like 
the media or really even like where he ranks as great players, any of that stuff. He's like, doesn't matter. Yeah, but he responded due to the backlash. And then he had another post where he said, why is it always got to be brother versus brother? And what you know, media is doing. So he does respond. And then when we said, did you talk to KD in the tunnel at the All-Star game? No, why can't two guys just get to get? So he does. He's got rabbit ears. This stuff bothers him. It does. He may come out and say, why do we celebrate? We don't need to celebrate Christmas. The earth's flat. There's no dinosaurs. And then people say something, then he'll respond back to them. Well, yeah, because people are calling him crazy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. that's And he keeps proving it. <laughs> yes, Tom. Which makes him a perfect teammate to KD, who finds everything uh, upsetting, oh. gets really sensitive, and can't let anything go in the social media world. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Peter Schrager, insider for the NFL Network, a a former male cheerleader and uh, one of the stars for Good Morning Football. Peter, good to have you on. How are you? Great to have you on. No cheerleading in my history, but big fan of the uh, the Danettes getting out there for Taco uh, Falls. Yeah. Oh, it was great. Uh, let me ask you our poll question. McLevin, hit Traeger with the poll question today. Okay, which team would you bet a week's pay will not be in the Super Bowl uh, or no, win the Super Bowl over the next decade? The Jets, the Lions, the Bengals, the Washington football team, the Jaguars, and Dan asked us to put the Giants on there. So won't win a decade. Super Bowl. Decade. Yeah, won't win a Super Bowl. Yeah, looking at the roster right now and looking at what's coming up, I, I'm i going to say it's tough for me to say anything other than the Jets at the moment right now. That was and Last night was brutal, guys. I mean, I, I feel like I'm piling on. I'm, we're, you know, I'm in New York. It's just the lack of talent on that roster right now and Frank Gore being your go-to guy at age 37 <laughs> is a cool feature and a nice, fun, you know, human interest story that Tom Rinaldi would do uh, before, but it shouldn't really be the reality of what's going on. And I was pointing out how bad this is, you know, that you have a rookie quarterback making his first start, short work week, on the road, and the Jets allow 37 points. I, I, but I don't know what was worse, the offense or the defense with the Jets. At least with Greg Williams, I'm supposed to have a defensive genius there. You know, there were cheap shots there. They've had six roughing the passer calls on their team so far. I mean, this is... This is on Greg Williams a lot too, not just Adam Gase. Well, there's a there's a, a false bravado that comes with it. You know, Jamal Adams gets shipped out, and it's you know I think Jamal might get bored in that scheme, and like there's a laugh and a wink to the camera, and it's like, I don't know, man. Like, I I watched the Jets last night. You said the four roughing the passers, they they lead the league by a ton in that penalty. They give up 37 points. They're undisciplined. There's penalties all over. And after the game, like Vic Fangio is like a beloved guy in the league. And I don't know him and Gase's relationship, but Fangio's not even shaking Gase's hand because of the way things ended. It's just, it's one thing to lose. I said this on, on Good Morning Football the other day. It's like, if you got Burrow and T. Higgins and you've got this young up and coming team and they're coming together, like you'll watch your team. I'm watching Jeff Smith and no offense to Jeff Smith, a Boston College undrafted, great story. And I'm watching Brexton Berrios and I'm like, They've got first round picks in the top 10 every year. Where are like, where is the talent? Why is this so bleak for Jets and Jets fans? Last night was brutal. But if you're the Jets and the Giants and you have, let's say somehow one of those two gets the number one pick overall, what are they doing? You got Sam Darnold, you got Daniel Jones. Is there any question what you're doing with that number one overall pick? 
The Jets one is a, is a discussion to have. Has Sam Darnold regressed this year is the question. And you could say, oh, it's Gase's fault. I, I look over some of these other teams, and a lot of teams have injuries, and a lot of teams have, have problems, and their quarterbacks are not taking giant steps back. I, if you love Darnold and you really think that Darnold's your future, you could probably trade a first overall pick for two or three other first-round picks. And then you've got the Jamal Adams pick, and you've suddenly got a, 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 a treasure chest or treasure trove of draft picks. But I don't know. Like, Do you just say, let's scrap it and start again, and if Sam Darnold goes on and has a great career at the Steelers or the Falcons or whoever else, God bless him, it just wasn't meant to be. I, I, Trevor Lawrence is sitting there at number one. I don't care what the team is. If you finish so bad that you couldn't get out of the number one spot, you have to consider it long and hard. Yeah, because if you are, if you have trust in your quarterback, then you don't finish with the worst record in football. Exactly right. And Cliff Kingsbury came in to Arizona and said, hey, Josh Rosen, some nice parting gifts for you. You get to keep your jersey. I'm, I'm going to bring in Kyler Murray here. I think that would be the situation, even with the Giants with Daniel Jones. Potentially. Let's see how Daniel Jones finishes, but he looks sloppy. He looks like he, he's no sure thing right now. And, you know, the Giants fans, I hear from them a lot, and the Giants fans are like, yeah, but Saquon got hurt. And I, Okay, well, Dave Gettleman's had three picks in the top six over the last three years, and they've all been offensive selections, and the Giants have one of the worst offenses in the league. Like, at some point, the fans are right to look for a pound of flesh and say, no, wait a second, maybe we shouldn't have taken a running back second overall. Mm. Or maybe we didn't have to take Daniel Jones sixth overall. Or maybe we didn't take an offensive tackle fourth overall. The draft is such an imprecise science, and yet I look at the 49ers, I look at the Ravens, all these teams have injuries, and yet they don't seem to miss that many beats. And the Giants and Jets have injuries. These teams get blown out by 20 points to teams like Brett Rippon-led teams and Nick Mullins-led teams. It's, I feel bad because, Dan, you know, the New York market is so important for the NFL, so important for the NFL. And already by October 5th, neither team is relevant in the conversation. I just saw this tweet from Bomani Jones of the Mothership. He said, uh, did COVID save Adam Gase's job if you had that stadium full of fans last night? How ugly would have would it have gotten? Um, I, I don't know that that might be a stretch, but, you know, sometimes we do react to how your fans react. Yeah, and look, the Jets fans are vocal, so whether they're in the building or not, I don't know if Bomani uh, reads the New York papers and listens to the New York radio. Like, it is being, trust me, it's resonating how upset people are with Adam Gase. This is not an excuse for Gase, and it's not a great reason, but who are you going to? Is Greg Williams going to be your head coach moving forward? Is Dow Loggins? Is Jim Bob Cooter? Like, it's almost. <laughs> what, what do you, if you fire Gase? All right, you get your pound of flesh for a day, and there's still four months left in the season, and now you've got Greg Williams or Jim Bob Cooter as the head coach, and then what? Like, at the very least, Gase and Darnold seem to have some sort of relationship. The bye weeks in November. I, I'm not surprised I didn't fire him after last night, but I also. I don't think there's an alternative on that staff, and that's nothing great to rally around. It's not that I'm saying give Gase a shot. I'm just saying I don't know if there's a better option in-house. Adam Schefter tweeted, don't know if you saw this, two more Titans players tested positive this morning in Tennessee per a source there. I know that this game has been postponed. I'm concerned about the following week and the number of positives, and you're going to be hosting a game against the Buffalo Bills you know, quarantining and I don't know that like this is this could get a, a whole lot bigger. What do you think? 
these results come out about 9.30 a.m. every day. So I really am doing uh, you know, all I can in the morning to not stare at that clock and say, what's going to happen when we get the results from these player tests? The one that I'm watching and I'm still watching are the Vikings because if the Titans can keep it within the Titans, and that is a terrible story and it's, and it's horrible for the NFL and it's, of course, bad for the people who have COVID-19 in the Tennessee organization. But if they can keep it within that, we can try to manage and work with bye weeks and work with their opponents. The second it starts spreading like an amoeba and you say, okay, well, the Vikings play the Titans and now we know the Vikings have two guys so that the Vikings opponent this week, the Texans, they can't have a game. And then next week, that's when this thing really sets the season off the rails. I think everyone is trying their best, but when you see AJ Terrell from the Falcons has it and, you know, I know for a fact the Falcons coach, GM, those guys weren't sleeping Saturday night because they didn't know what they were getting Sunday morning when the results came out. It was a blessing that none of them had it. But that's every team right now. And the season and the schedule, it is as fluid as it could be. I, I, I am sorry for all the Tennessee fans. I'm sorry for the Pittsburgh fans. But if we can keep it to two teams and find a way to get this thing back on the tracks, that is a major win for the NFL right now. I've got an upset of the weekend. Or, or at least a strong potential for upset of the weekend. <laughs> you want to guess? You're taking the Lions over the Saints. No. I'm taking the Dolphins over the Seahawks. Ooh, do tell. Do you want in on that? I, I, I'm very intrigued by that. Let me hear your reasoning. I don't have any reasoning. <laughs> it, it's just last week I said the Lions would beat Arizona for no other reason than they shouldn't beat Arizona. Yeah. yeah. I've got the Dolphins beating Russell Wilson Jr. the third. I love it. Um, I love the courage. I love the take. And it's not crazy. It's one of those where everyone's pumping up Seattle, yet their defense has shown a lot of weaknesses. And Fitzy's got 10 days. Looked good on Thursday night. <laughs> Wait a minute. Who knows? I, I didn't go that far to say you can't give Ryan Fitzpatrick 10 days to prepare for you. You're in trouble. If we know one thing in sports, <laughs> if we've learned anything in our combined you know, 60 years of doing this, I would think we know that you don't give Ryan Fitzpatrick no, 10 days you do not. the Seahawks. He is... Don't. He is the greatest September player probably he in really history, is. except for Patrick Mahomes, who hasn't oh lost and hasn't thrown an interception. 32 touchdowns, zero interceptions in the month of December, uh, September. The great thing that I found out, and this is my breaking news, when he was doing that one, two, three, four that you saw in the video when yeah. he was counting them out, that wasn't his touchdown passes. That was, that was in response, and I hear this from multiple people in Kansas City, to him being voted fourth oh, on yeah. the NFL network. Like, who even cares about the NFL network? That's how deep he's looking for motivation because everyone <laughs> has just told him he's the greatest thing ever. He's like, the NFL network voted me fourth on their uh, top 100 list. I'm going to do something. I mean, like, I, that is next level looking for – that's Michael Jordan looking for motivation at LeBradford Smith type stuff. Yeah, but I, I also wonder, and I, I said in 10 years from now, like what is what is, what would be a disappointing season for Patrick or a, a career for Patrick Mahomes? Because you know now we're looking at a dynasty. They've acknowledged that they think they could be the Patriots and have a dynasty here. If he has two Super Bowl wins after 15 years, is it a successful career? Yeah, but if you were to say if you're Patrick Mahomes, would you sign up for two right now, knowing you can't get three, four, five, and six, how would you feel? I would think it would be, it would be not fulfilling expectations. Yeah. To your point. But to I wonder point. that, you know, with it's a half billion dollar contract. That's just this contract. And then the next contract he's going to get. But, uh, you know, I, I just wonder how we're going to spin this because we tend to look at, like LeBron, hey, you won three titles, going to win a fourth. Yeah, but he also lost six of them. 
Like we always, yeah, but yeah, but Brady, look at the number of Super Bowls he's lost. Uh, Montana never lost. You know, we always want to skew to the negative here. Yeah, I, the crazy part about what Mahomes is doing is that he's doing it in this era of football with parity being like the number one most important thing from the league, whether it be scheduling or whether it be free agency or just how they do it, and they've gotten better. They brought back everybody, and I, I try making this point as many times as possible. Like the coaching staff is all back too. So when the Eagles beat the the, the Patriots, you see Frank Wright get a head coaching job, and John Filippo takes an offensive coach, uh, coordinator job, and like the coaching staff is decimated over an Eagles upset win over the Patriots. Chiefs run the table in the playoffs, win everything, and none of their coaches get hired for any other jobs. I guess the only potential of this thing falling apart is if, like, the enemy gets a job, and then Spags gets a job, and then Mike Kafka, who's the quarterback's coach, gets a job. That's when this thing – but the players, they're all young, really good, and like each other. Like, I don't know if they're getting any worse anytime soon. Great to talk to you, and enjoy your weekend. Always great to see you. Thank you, bud. You, me, and Fitzy. Let's go. Yeah. Great in September. Peter Schrager, the star of Good Morning Football, or so he tells us. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. An epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is gonna be good. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your life sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. It's weird how little things can bother you. And something happened a couple of days ago that's still bothering all of us here in the man cave. So, you know, I, I we put a lot of pressure on Fritzy to get a guest. And, and, you know, the time that, you know, I give him, it could be short notice. There are times that we come in in the morning, I'll say, hey, can you reach out to such and such? Sometimes you get that person. Sometimes you don't. Depends on the, you know, the sport or the, the player or manager, coach, the, the writer, reporter. And, uh, you know, there are other times when we set something up in advance, a week in advance, that we're going to know. We knew Sandler was going to join us. Uh, that's been at least a week in advance. Uh, when we reach out to Shaq, you know, some of these other, uh, you know, guys who were personalities who are being pulled in a lot of different directions, you know, you have to put in your time and, you know, you know see if you can get a reservation there. So prior to game one of the NBA Finals, prior to the tip-off, I – sent a text to Fritzy, and I, I'm not going to mention the name of the person, but, you know, this is a high-end person, and I was trying to get this person on the show for the following day. And I said to Fritzy, hey, reach out to and, you know, see if this person wants to join us the following morning. And, and it, you know, this is, this is common in our business. And the response that we got back was, Todd, are you are you crazy? It's twelve hours notice. The game is about to tip off, and this is a this is you're going to make this request now. Yeah, that's basically paraphrasing by, but almost exactly that's what it was. Uh, yeah, and it's just like we keep bringing it up, like we're kind of joking about it, but it really it 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 bummed us out a little bit here. You know, and look, we, I pride ourselves in that we go for the right people, and hopefully we're professional when we do it. But when somebody says. Are you crazy? So this person has a spokesperson who says, are you crazy? You know, 12 hours uh, not uh, notice here? Yeah, see. The, what the person said was, in 12 hours, question mark? That seems a bit crazy to ask with no notice right as the game is tipping off. Yeah. Just as the game's tipping off? Yeah. I, that this person wasn't playing in the game, just to clarify. He was a, he's a, <laughs> they were watching at home. I, I had a better chance of getting somebody who was playing in the game <laughs> than somebody who was watching the game. <sighs> and, then, and then Paulie goes, and I, 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 I laughed because I didn't think Todd would do it. For, uh, Paulie goes, hey, Todd, why don't you reach out and uh, ask him if he wants to join us again tomorrow? And then Paulie says, I'll buy you lunch if you do it. <laughs> 
And, that, that perked me up right away. Yeah, and, and Todd did it. What's the worst <laughs> they could do? They're going to beat me up through the through the laptop through the, through my phone. Oh my gosh! And it's like a, it's a sports person. It's yeah. somebody who does this for a living, and, and they're good at it. And the idea that uh, they'd be like, "Whoa, what? Do what, you twelve think, hours with you, no notice? Do you think this person got the message? Absolutely not. I think that this person should be aware that this message is being sent out on their behalf. Yeah." Um, because it's embarrassing. Yeah, this person has been friendly to the show in the past. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't give any hints yeah. here. It's just it's somebody who I, I wanted to have on. I was surprised that that was the reaction that we got there because it made it seem like we were being unprofessional. And look, you know, there, sometimes we're not as sensitive as we should be to a, you know the time period and when you're trying to turn it around and get somebody on. But I, we've we've woken people up before. <laughs> But this, in this case, I thought that would be ample time. It's right before the game starts. It's tomorrow morning. That should be enough time. That was the problem. It was right before <laughs> the game was started. It depends how you say it. Yes, Eden. A long time ago at, uh, when we were back at the mothership and I was working for game night, if you remember that, like the nighttime show, yeah. Malice at the Palace just happened. Yeah. And I was relatively newish at ESPN and uh, – a uh, former producer of this show actually was like, call uh, Chuck Daly. We want him on the phone. It's like, all right, no problem. So it's like, I don't know, 1130 at night, 12 o'clock at night. I call Chuck Daly, who tears into me. And he's just like, are you kidding? He's like, you woke me up for this. He's like, I don't even know what. He's just like, well, I'm in bed. What do you do? And he laid into me. He's just like, all right, fine. Five minutes. Chuck Daly was able to do that. Malice <laughs> at the palace out of bed. Then as it's happening, like, whoa, we need to react to it. Who do we get? But. This dude needs 12 hours notice as yeah. the game's tipping. Yeah, Paul. I had one similar booking. It was um, about a month after 9-11, and so it was a very serious time in New York, obviously, and Dick Shap, the great sportscaster, had passed away, and we were doing a tribute show to Dick Shap and scrambling to get it together, and Bob Lee was hosting it. I got tasked to help out for some reason, and I called uh, the right-hand person with uh, Mayor Giuliani, who was basically spending his time going to meetings and funerals for the next month, and we told, we informed Mayor Giuliani, I informed him through his right-hand person, right there, and said Dick Schaap passed away. And I could hear Mayor Giuliani in the background, oh, no, that's, that's terrible, that's terrible. And then, I said, and then I felt even worse knowing his schedule. But I was, Bob Lee said, call him. And uh, we told him we're doing a show in an hour to attribute to him. And Mayor Giuliani goes, yes, I'll absolutely call into the show. And the same day, we did that with Bob Knight for Dick Schaap. And Bob Knight had his first game at Texas Tech that night, yeah. and he ended up doing it. But there's sometimes when you're calling for booking, I don't do it any time as much as Fritzy. but you're like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen here? Yes, Todd. The bottom line is there's a thousand ways to respond to those things. And even if you think the person asking is asking on very short notice and is being insensitive to their schedules or whatever, there's just so many other ways you can handle it. We've all seen responses. I've shared many of them with you guys. Thank you for your interest in our client. I don't think we can turn this around that quickly. There's just a million words and phrases you can use other than, are you crazy? The game's about to start. You got to give me. We've had bigger celebrities <laughs> that we've approached since we're not naming names. Get back to us. A, more quickly, and B, say it in a, a manner like that. It's just, I, don't, I just don't think we're going to be able to uh, turn this around that quickly, but thanks for interest in our client. That's it. Why would Rachel Nichols do that? Oh, no. Us? No, I'm joking. That wasn't us. It was not. It was not Rachel. Uh, 
Yeah, it was just, and, and it, it bothered me. Sometimes when the, the rejection we'll get when Todd will reach out to somebody, I don't like reading those notes. And I hesitated to send it to you because Paulie, and rightfully so, and even Seton, they'll give me, they've given me dirty looks over the years, and they'll take me over to the show. Why would you share that? Why yeah. would you say that? You, you just put him in a mood now, and now he can't concentrate on the show. Yeah. And you, you really didn't need to share that with him right before or during the show. And I've been guilty of I that. know, but you want to show me that you reached out to somebody just in case I don't believe you for That's some reason. That's not that you don't believe me, but just, I guess, just to see what they're oh. just to share the response, Painful. but I can do better at that to this day. Maybe that was one I should have kept. Under yeah, my you hat. absolutely should not have <laughs> shared that with me. <laughs> there you go. Because I wanted to reach out personally to this person to say, do you know that this is what's being presented to us on your behalf? And, and he might say, hey, you know what? Uh, I need more advance notice. Okay. What's the worst blow off you guys ever gotten? The reason I asked that is we were at the, I had the privilege and we've all, I think, been there once to the Playboy Mansion. I was helping produce or get guests at least corral them for an ESPN radio show at the Playboy Mansion. And I went over to an analyst. I'm not going to say who it is, obviously. And I went over and said, you think you have five minutes to come over to the (laughs) table over there? And the look I got in the comment was, do you see what's going on around here? You see what we're looking at here? I'm going to do an interview now of the millions of things I could possibly be staring at or hanging people I could hang out with. And I'm going to sit and do this interview now in the middle of the Playboy Mansion at the Grotto. Yes, boy. A bunch of years ago, I think I just started working with you. We were at Miller Park for the All-Star Game. And you and Sean Salisbury introduced me to Reggie Jackson. And Reggie Jackson's got a reputation of being different. Could be difficult, could be great. He was super cool. He was sitting there with me. I knew nobody. And Reggie Jackson was super cool to me. Uh, He was nice to everybody, you guys. And with talking, he he like... uh, you guys were ordering Sundays. He's like, hey, kid, you want a Sunday? I'm like, yeah, Reggie Jackson, of course. Two weeks later, we're doing the show at a golf course. I'm producing with you and Sean Salisbury and Rob Dibble. Reggie Jackson's in the, in the field at this charity golf event. Reggie Jackson comes walking by like, uh, after his round. I go, Reggie, it's Paul. We met the day before. <laughs> <laughs> Just a breeze. He didn't break stride. He didn't make eye contact. If, if I would have stood in front of him, he would have walked over the top of my corpse. And, and I was like, me, like, me and Reggie are tight, Mr. October. Yeah, see. Nope. It's not the worst blow-off I ever got, but it's my favorite one. I was working, uh, doing interviews on a red carpet in a lo- like a local casino opened, and they had this like huge party with all of these A-listers. And uh, I'm interviewing all these people, and Bill Murray goes walking by. And I was like, excuse me, Bill, Bill, can I get a second? And he looked at me and said, you just did. And then kept walking. Oh. And I was like, bang, that's mm. money tape right there. Mm. I got great sound. Yeah. Yes, Todd. We had Reggie Jackson booked. I'm pretty sure I was working with Paulie and Seaton at the time. This was yeah. several years ago at ESPN Radio. And I called him at the time. He agreed to. It's like, Todd. I'm having lunch. I was like, okay, because we were supposed to have you on at 11 o'clock and the show's over at noon, whatever the time was. And it's like, we're off the air in about 45 minutes. Call me back. I'm having lunch. So I called him back in a half hour, which is the last segment. So the latest I could possibly call him and still salvage his interview that he agreed to. I'm like, Todd, I'm still eating. Here's what he's saying to me. Well, there, there was what a... What am I supposed to do with that? Remember the Hall of Famer who would... Oh, this, oh this is I got golf? <laughs> Are we doing this right now? You said 8 o'clock. It's 8.02. I got golf. I know. And then, like... There was a time when we called him. He was using the bathroom, and and he, 
You're just going to, I, 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 I don't need to do this. Yes. Yeah, the, the best part of it, too, was that he's giving Todd all this grief, right? And just making Todd jump through all of these hoops to get oh. this. Like, Todd, 801. Like, just like he said, right? And then finally get him on the phone and put him through it. Dan, my pleasure. Oh. 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 No. What do you mean, your pleasure? I know. He would go. We got to be out at 10 past the hour. I got golf. <laughs> I'll tell him. I know. I know you the thanks. Right? My pleasure, Dan. Yeah. This is like a weekly sponsored thing, though, you're doing. Why, why, why are you rushing us? This yeah. You have to do this. I know. I, I know. Oh, that was so painful because Todd would go in and just take arrows. He was Custer. And then all of a sudden, this uh, person would come on and be, Dan, anytime. <laughs> eight o'clock's eight o'clock. You gotta, what, what clock are you on? You know, you have trouble with the time zones? What? What are you being like? I called Harry Carey once blindly because the Cubs were playing the Dodgers. I was working at an L.A. station. And Harry Carey goes, call me back. I'm having breakfast. So I call him back, like exactly what he told me to call him back. He's like, are you the guy that was supposed to call me? Yeah, you told me to call you back now. I'm calling you back. And the hell with you. And he hung up on me. What a great He's working with Jim Lampley and he's promoting it. We got Harry Carey before the Cub Dodgers. And I'm like, we don't have him anymore. The hell with you. Uh, we'll take a break. <laughs> It's the only time I ever spoke to Harry Carey. Call me back. What the hell with you? You were supposed to call me? I'm calling you back like you said. Uh, thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. The movie is Hubie Halloween. It'll be released on Netflix Next Wednesday, October 7th, and my co-star, Adam Sandler, joining me on the program. Good morning, Sandman. It's already a hit. It's it, already a big hit. How do you know? I just got it. You get a feeling. It's it's When I have a, a hit uh, coming, I walk differently. I got a little, little uh, the bones feel better. The I hear better. Um, I react better to like, hey, Sandman on the street, I, I'll go, hey, what's up? When I got something coming out that's not going to do well, there's the bones feel dead. There's no hop. I'm flat footed. I hear, hey, Sandman, and I do this like, okay. no, no. <laughs> you know, it's a hit. Uh, you got a beard on for those who are uh, listening on the radio. Is uh, is this quarantine or is this uh, for the next movie? Next movie beard. Uh, but it, it, it's pretty, it's, it's, it, I'm getting used to it. Do you, did you ever grow a full, uh, what goes on with you? No, get, nothing. Can you? Uh, probably not. I but, never knew I could until this this moment. But you seem kind of hairy. No, there's no hair on my body. None, except on my oh my eyebrows. Prove it. Take off your shirt. <laughs> you, you gotta give me six months. Else. <laughs> but when no, you it, did when you did uh, longest yard. That yeah. you had to get in football shape. Is that as good of shape as you've been no. in in a movie? Best shape was Zohan. Zohan. Ooh, okay. I was running six six miles a day, like you. You crazy man! How far do you run? With no, you? no, I don't run anymore. I just do. Oh, yeah. I do cycling. I, I bike. That, does that hurt the knees at all? Uh, it depends, but um, it, it's a lot better on them than running six miles. Let's put it that way. You know what I bought yesterday? Uh, the the mirror the mirror exercise thing. Oh, oh, so you, I just want to. I'm not going to exercise. I just want to look in the mirror. <laughs> but you, for 45 minutes, like you're going to sign up for a class where you just look at yourself. 
on the, and on the coach, <laughs> the trainer's going to go, come on, you got to do something, Sandman. Quit looking at yourself. No, I wanted, I bought that thing. I wanted to see it look like fun. Um, all right, so the movie is uh, coming out next Wednesday. Let me uh, give people an idea what this is all about. This is uh, the resident. Can I do sound effects while you're talking? Can I do like music behind you while you're discussing? Like, okay. All right. Hold, hold on. Hold on here. Okay. You ready? Hubie Dubois, Adam Sandler, thanklessly spends every Halloween making sure the residents of his hometown, Salem, celebrate safely and play by the rules. But this year, an escaped criminal and a mysterious new neighbor have Hubie on high alert. When people start disappearing, it's up to Hubie to convince the police and townsfolk that the monsters are real and only he can save them. Hubie Halloween will be released on Netflix next Wednesday, October 7th. He's going to get you. He's going to get you. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be fun, man. That movie's just pure fun. I oh. can't. I can't. Did you get to see the whole thing or only your part? Only my part. In fact, let me play the part um, for people on. Uh, if you're watching on Peacock, you get to see it. But if you're listening on radio, this is the scene. Part of the scene that I'm in with Adam Sandler and Hubie Halloween. Here again to talk about Halloween safety is Salem's official volunteer Halloween helper, Hubert Dubois. Oh, God. Hello, Webster Elementary School. I am not a ghost, but I play one on TV. <laughs> uh -huh. Just playing. My name is Hubie Dubois, and I am here to tell you that Halloween is fun, but we must stay out of the danger zone. <laughs> And then right after that, chaos ensues Man, in the lunchroom. That was the best. Remember, first couple of takes, you would say it quietly, and I said, Danny boy, let, let the room hear you, man. I know. And, and then, But you always let me have a little bit of room there where I, I get to yell out, he's a human being. Oh, my God. That was my favorite, man. I love that. I love that. And then that was quite a food fight. Yes, it was. Oh, I didn't, I didn't want to give it away. I, oh, okay. No food fight. No food. Okay. Yeah. So it could be a food fight. And then I got to yeah. the point where I just thought, and you always do a, a number of takes. So I started grabbing food and throwing at you when yes. you were trying to get out of the room. So a lot of yeah. fun. Some of the people in it, uh, let's see, you got uh, Julie Bowen, you got yes. Ray Liotta, you yes. got Michael Chiklis, uh, Maya Rudolph, and uh, Kevin James, uh, Rob yes. Schneider, Liam yes. Neeson, uh, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis, you got him in here too. He uh, came back for this one. It was cool. If you're going to come back for a role, this would be the role. Danny Boy plays the uh, cafeteria lady, and, and uh, I appreciate him showing up and doing that No, stuff. I'm a principal. No, I meant Danny Day-Lewis. Oh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Oh, I thought yeah, you meant yeah, me. Yeah, yeah so I'm... No, you're the principal of the school, and you were very nice to Hubie to, to tell the that I was a human being and, and for everyone to be nicer to me. I appreciate that. Uh, so uh, let me see. This comes out next Wednesday. And yeah. now there's a couple things I need to bring up. First of all, yeah. you have a surprise for one of the Danettes. 
And you have oh, a yeah. story about your aunt and Joe Namath. Yeah, I'm sure Uncle Michael's listening right okay, now. Okay, so let's let's do the aunt story. So when I, I heard you on Kimmel, and yes. you started to tell the story, and then when I talked to you, what was it, last night or the night before? Yes, yes. And I said, you have to bring up the story about your aunt. And aunt, so aunt when, when is this when your aunt meets or hooks up with Joe Namath? Uh, well, this was, I was a kid. Um, my, I was probably like uh, seven or eight. And um, my uncle uh, was very close with my aunt. They were married and madly in love. And they were open about everything. And Uncle Michael was so carefree about it. He's like, Bobby uh, dated uh, Joe Namath before we started dating. And we were all like, you met Joe Namath? And he's like, no, dated him, dated him. So we were like, oh, my God. And so my uncle literally, he bought me and my brother Scott two number 12 sweatshirts. And we used to wear, wear Namath. And he was like, yeah, we always pull for Namath. And then as an old man, I was like, boy, my uncle was kind of cool about my aunt's past. I would be steaming. I'd be steaming every day if, if Jackie was <laughs> said to me right before, by the way, me and Joe Namath, we had it going on. <laughs> How would you feel, though, if you found out your wife dated Tom Brady? I would get it. I would get it. There's a, yeah, I would say... I'd say you should, you, we should raise we should have raised that kid. We should have had that. <laughs> Did you ever talk to Joe Namath about your aunt? I don't think so. I met Namath one time. I probably that's all that was going through my head. But but honestly, my uncle was my uncle's six six, and he he looked a little like Joe Namath, and so. <laughs> People, when he would visit New Hampshire, they would come up to him, and he was like a big athletic dude, and they'd be like, are you? He'd go, Joe Namath? No, I'm not, but my wife dated him. <laughs> Dated. I like, did you uh, watch your Jets last night? I watched uh, for a while, and uh, I got – and I then I – I had work to do. I felt it going – I was getting texts from a friend of mine who likes the Raiders – and kept saying, God, dude, you, would you please beat Denver for us? And uh, and uh, it wasn't going right, huh? Would you ever want to buy a team or be part of a group? I think about that sometimes, but then it's like not fun at all. You're just a nervous wreck. First of all, I I I wouldn't be able to tell the players what I think is going on. I like I like the players too much. I get too excited. I, I wouldn't be able to say like we got to do this, this, and that. I would, I would be like, hey man, leave the guys alone. They're working hard. So no, no. I mean, I, it would be it, maybe twenty years ago. I used to think like that. Now I just get, I, I just like watching the teams. He's Adam Sandler. The movie is Hubie Halloween. It'll be coming out on Netflix next Wednesday, October seventh. And uh, oh, what's the rating on this? It's probably PG-13. It's like the uh, grown-ups. It's like grown-ups. You know, it's supposed to be for everybody. And it's, I mean, it's a little couple of things in there that uh, your real young kids will get, say, what did that mean? But uh, it's pretty, pretty friendly. So my nude scene stays in or is it out? Yeah, yeah, we shot at the proper angle, just at home for the home viewers. We got Danny at the proper angle. You just, you feel the shadow. <laughs> uh, do you have the surprise for one of the Danettes that you would like to reveal right now? Uh, first of all, I love all the Danettes and I, you're all invited. Uh, my, uh, and Danny, you're in the, in the, uh, I'm asking you to be in the movie also. You and three of the Danettes will be in one scene. And then 
uh, because it's a Philly story, me and Lachlan were discussing this. Uh, I, I said, how about uh, McLovin is, is more of a, uh, he's a Philly boy and he knows his Phil. And it's supposed to be that a local Philadelphia uh, reporter uh, is talking to um, uh, Wancho. Wancho Her- Hernan Gomez is the star of the movie with me from Spain. And he's, um, he, he, uh, yeah, you don't have to give this story, but it's, it's right. a basketball movie. It's a Good basketball- stuff going on for Wancho, uh, whose character's name is Bo Cruz, and a man by the name of Mick Lovin, if he says yes, asks a few questions to, to me and Wancho. And he gets, he gets, he gets a close up. The rest of the Danettes kind of just get a wide shot. So McLovin, um, is this an official offer to McLovin? This is an official offer. Uh, okay. Now this is this is speaking role. Wow. Speaking role, yes. Okay. What What's the answer? Well, I am so flattered. I'm gonna have my agent call you right after oh, this interview is no, done. No. <laughs> no, of course. Are you kidding me? Okay. I'm so. We, yeah, yeah, we, we love you, man. Ever since you swatted one of my shots in that little basement we played in. Oh, well, you're so mad, but that guy called travel on you, too. Yeah, you carry the ball, you travel. I carry the you, ball. You, Wancho, Wancho said he likes my game. He says I move. I haven't, he, he only saw clips, but he says I, got, I move nice with the ball. That's not a carry. He says that's a, a little old school, cool move. He called no, it a cool move. No, it's not. It's not you carry the ball. You're too you're you grew up in the Catholic <laughs> League where the CYO refs were blowing the whistle constantly. I grew up with men going, Yeah, Sam man, do that. <laughs> and and when are we when are we filming this movie? So we start in Philly now. Um what the the cost of corona we're doing this crazy thing where we're shooting the non-basketball stuff for five or six weeks now. And then uh, in, in August, we pick up the rest of the movie where we, the, the guys can have contact and, and uh, hopefully life's good by then. And, so, and, it, and this is always awkward to bring up because I yeah. think we did have an agreement after yeah. 20 movies, I got a car, but I yeah. like, I don't want to ruin the surprise but yeah. I, I do sometimes have to remind you. Yeah. So. No, no, no. The, 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 I just have to do the paperwork and I have to talk to the, the dealership. Like what uh, kind of car are you thinking would really be symbolic of our relationship and all the time and effort and performances I've given you? So many cars are going through my head right now. Um, I know you respect the planet, so you don't like gas guzzlers. But uh, you're you you're you get nervous in the electric car because there's no noise and you always need your, I your do, noise. I do like noise. Uh I think we're just gonna go with we'll go with the Chevron. We're gonna go with the Chevron. Okay. I like and it. It's got a hatchback, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, it's good for you to store, you know, the, the Danettes in when you guys go on your road trips. That I is think awesome. we're gonna have that's awesome. Yeah. When do you want me to shoot my scene for this new movie? I, do I have to uh, go to Philly or can I stay here in the man cave? I think I want you to stay in the man cave to make your life easy. And, and we'll send a crew there and shoot you guys. It's, it's, it's going to be you uh, um, and the fellas. So Paulie, Seaton and Fritzy are going to be here with me and we'll shoot. They get, they get to stay there. Uh, uh, McLovin has to visit his parents in Philly because okay. they'll know he'll be coming. Okay. 
Right. Yes, McLovin. Do I get uh, like my own trailer? How's this work? I'm not used to this kind of starring role. You just well, you they don't make them your size. What are you? You're six five or something, right? Six four, yeah. Six four. So they don't have trailers for you, but you're totally welcome to sit in the Chevron the whole time. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sorry. Uh, now you're on Fallon tonight. Oh yeah, and I'm gonna record that later today. Apparently, some of the everyone's buzzing about how good I'm gonna do. I'm I'm pretty excited. I and I think they're right. I'll be excellent. And Are then, you uh, going to? Will you give me a shout out tonight on Fallon? I'm gonna let everybody know. Yes, and I don't understand why you're not on IMDb. And I went. I, I go to the movie where I, yeah. IMDb, and it's got everybody in there. There's. It's got people who aren't even on camera, and no. and, and I'm not in there. Yes, boy. Uh, Adam, the uh, the theory is that Dan was such a good actor that IMDb didn't realize it was Dan Patrick, and they weren't sure who it was. <laughs> oh. Sometimes the Sandman gets threatened by Dan. <laughs> I do. So I'll put a, put a call I, in and say, it would be great if you left him off the IMDb. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm disgusted by that because you are uh, you were great. Well, how many days did we shoot that? One or two? Uh, I think it was one. I I like to get it done. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I'm a one in, I was a one and done before the one and done. Like, I just come in, steal the movie, and then I leave. You you were unbelievable that day. You were so funny. And, and uh you do. You belong on the Thank list. Of, I would put you way above, like Rob state. Schneider. I got to be above Rob Schneider. Yes, yes. I'd say about four steps ahead of Schneider. Would I be ahead of Michael Chiklis? No. Okay. Uh, maybe give it a little bit more thought. Um, <laughs> Kevin James. Yes. About <laughs> a, a <bag> of, <laughs> I know. I know that 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 uh, contest has been around. No, 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 yes. no, no. Kevin James and I are great now. Good, good. We I, are. I, we're great. Uh, Steve Buscemi. Yes, you're you're better than. I mean, you're a better actor. <laughs> we all know that. The Bush knows that. That is that is true. Uh, I put you right right under Leota. Leota, Danny Patrick. Okay. And the rest. Okay. All right, so I'll tune into Fallon tonight. I'll get the kids together, and we'll make sure that we're all watching. And don't don't let them down like you normally do. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to say your name. <laughs> uh, does Jimmy ever come on your show? Um, Todd, is Jimmy Fallon? I don't believe he has, but we uh, hope to have him on at some point in the near future. <laughs> yeah, he'd be, he'd be great on your show. That was nice. Yeah, That's put it. in a good word for us for Jimmy Fallon. There. Yeah, yeah, I'll get it all done tonight. And and uh, but Danny, yes. I'm very excited for everyone to watch this Halloween movie. Halloween is a little odd this year, and uh, this movie is a full-on comedy, but it's in a slightly scary. Uh, so. Uh, kid, kids who watch it might get a little nervous, but they'll be able to power through it, man. It, it's actually like a nice thing because my daughters can't stand scary movies. They run out of the room and all that stuff. And this, they feel brave because they make it through the scary moments. Hubie Halloween released on Netflix, of course, Wednesday, October 7th. Sandman. Danny, Danny, Thank you, buddy. before I go, when yep. you're sitting, when you're sitting. Yes. Is it possible for your stomach to look good at this age? No. Or is it just standing? Standing, you can get away with it. Sitting, it's terrible. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So even if you don't really have a gut, you still yeah. create. Not, not saying you have a gut. Right. But you may give the appearance that you have a gut. It's terrible because I used to sit and put my socks on and be so excited. 
how great it looked. <laughs> and now, now I tend to lay down to put my socks on. <laughs> I don't want to see it. Okay. Thank you, Sam. Miss you, buddy. Love right. you, and thank you for everything, everybody. That's Adam Sandler. Got an official movie role for McLovin and the Danettes as well. Hubie Halloween next Wednesday on Netflix. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.